0: Welcome to Cincinnati Foodies, a new community podcast talking all things food in the greater Cincinnati area. Subscribe to our channel for quick 15 to 20 minute bi-weekly updates on restaurant openings, closings, rumors, news, and more.
1: We are your top secret foodie hosts, O and and we're keeping our identities hidden for now
0: or until this podcast is
1: so huge that we can't hide it anymore.
0: Hey, and welcome back to the Cincinnati Foodies podcast. This is episode 15, and we have so much to get into this week. How was your week, O? It was good. Day job's
1: keeping me busy. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I am super excited about the interview I did this week with Zachary Barnes, the executive chef at Metropole at the 21C downtown. So make sure you stay tuned after closings for that but let's see, I was in Nashville last weekend and still managed to hit up plenty of places in Cincinnati. So let's see, I, ooh, I went to the soft opening of Fable Cafe in Westwood that we talked about last week. Um, okay. And we posted a little video on our Instagram already about it. This place is so cute. And the owner and staff are so sweet. And then I, actually, I've been back to this place a second time. <laughs> Oh, I love Um, that. Yeah, and I got just got a cold brew that time and just was like a quick in and out, but it was on my way to an appointment. The location's super convenient. It's right on Harrison Avenue. There's like plenty of street parking that's free. I have a feeling I'll be stopping by here a lot because like most of my other favorite coffee shops are super out of the way. And I drive by this place all the time. So it's going to be really convenient.
0: I feel like you're on a lavender kick too. I am. I'm just like lavender and lemon. Give it all to me. Are they affiliated with any other locations or any other coffee shops or is this the first one?
1: No, it's just, like, a little, like, mom-and-pop place. It's, like, a couple that have, like, I think t- I think I saw her with two little kids. And uh-huh. it's just, like, their dream to have a coffee shop. And, like, it's very – the details are really cute. And I could tell she took a lot of time to pick them because when we posted about it and I said – I posted the little pictures of, like – or the toilet paper holder <laughs> and the, like, little things on the walls and things like that, she was, like, really – She
0: was like, I'm glad you noticed the little thing. Yeah. She was very appreciative
1: that I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that there's a little nook in the back with a couch that's like a little bit more of a quiet space. There's plenty of seating. So it's super cute. And I'm glad that they have this in Westwood. But I also won tickets to the new production of Madam Butterfly at the Mm. opera. Yes. So you know I needed some like epic dinner plans for beforehand. I gave my husband a choice between Jeff Ruby and Boca, and he chose Boca, and it, of course, did not disappoint. This is just one of my favorite restaurants in the city. We started with a palm soufflé, obviously, which he had actually never had. I Um, love those; they're so good. I feel like every time I go, the order's bigger. I know it's the same size, but it just—it's there's so many of them. It's so delicious. But then we had this cute little tiny little lobster roll. So uh-huh. cute. and the charlie with a corn elote pasta which was really good I've had that before yeah that was good I hadn't had that one and then we obviously got a bread basket because that LA bread is so good and their butter there's something about their
0: butter I don't there's, know if it's the particular no. salt content <gasps> I 100% feel you on this I right? would like buy a roll of their butter if I could yes it's so good <laughs> I bet they would tell us. Normally I ask for oil and vinegar when I order bread. Sure. But there I'm like, even when my partner comes, I'm like, no, we're getting better.
1: Mm -hmm. So we had the diver scallop. We
0: broke the streak.
1: Every time we get scallops everywhere. And this is my husband's favorite dish is scallops. Every, every time. And we go to nice restaurants. There's sand in his scallop every time and the minute he's gotten some sand in his teeth he's done he's not eating any more of i it. feel like i've heard him talk
0: about this yes
1: <laughs> but it, it happy to report it did not happen so that was amazing. And um, we had the almus chicken, which has been on the menu for just like decades. And it's so good. And then they just brought back for dessert. They had removed it from the menu, but they just brought back le citron, which is the little um, one that's shaped like a lemon. So, you know, I'm
0: obviously here for all the lemon desserts. That's funny. You are. I get the I chocolate bar when I go there. For I know
1: you did. <laughs> and, and, you know, I hadn't had the le citron. Um, I don't remember what I got last time. But it was good, but it wasn't my favorite. I didn't really look too closely at what it was made up of. And I really dislike white chocolate. And the, the that's how they made it look like a little lemon on the plate is it's encased in white chocolate. So that was the only, but the inside was absolutely delicious. So, and I had it with a little um, limoncello too. So that was lovely.
0: I love you. Yeah. That's like the most like opera themed place. Like if I was going to have an opera night out, I would totally go to Boca.
1: Yes. And our waiter was phenomenal as always. I feel like the staff, they're so well educated. It was just, it was the perfect date night. We love their menu because it's just like little small plates and you don't walk out of there like, Overly full or with boxes of leftovers, which like, where am I going to put leftovers when I'm going to the opera? It was so hot that day, it was almost 100 degrees, so I could not have put food in my car.
0: Yeah, it yeah was
1: bad. I, I love Boca. Yeah, me too. And then, um, oh, so Keith Pandolfi, the food writer from The Enquirer, he put out his weekly newsletter. Um, You have to be an Inquirer subscriber to get access. So definitely make sure you do that so you can sign up. His newsletter is so good. He knows all the best places. But yeah, this week's newsletter was 2023 Cincinnati Sandwich Hall of Fame. Y'all, I'm hungry. Like, (laughs) I've had about half of the sandwiches that are on there, and I know how good they are, which is making my mouth just, like, absolutely water. But I'm ready to run out for every single one of these. They look so good. But I do have to say, and this is where it ties into my week, is that he definitely missed one. Okay. I was in Northern Kentucky and needed, like, a quick lunch in between appointments, and I was able to go to the Roebling Bookshop, Roebling Point, Bookshop, sorry, on, um, in Newport, and this is the home of Lil's Kitchen, you guys. Yeah. So, I haven't been able to go to Lil's Kitchen since Lil's Bagels closed, and I grabbed their egg salad sandwich. It's called the Hughes. It was so good. It had pickled green tomatoes wow i know it's like it just really set it apart it had like a little slight tang to it and it was on like a perfect sized seeded salted rye and i was sold it was so good and i had an ice cream tea and i got a little local biscotti and uh yeah i picked up a cute book so that was awesome and
0: i've been wanting to get out there so yeah so how was your week g so I kicked off my week with a concert at the Hard Rock Casino featuring high energy performances of Ashanti and Ludacris, but the surprising show stealer for me was Flo Rida. Interesting. <laughs> okay. He was just so engaging with the crowd. It made for a night to remember. Like he walked through the whole lawn and really connected with everyone in the audience. So I feel like you really get your money's worth with a Flo Rida concert. Because I'm assuming he does that all the time. Right. I actually just drove by that space. I hadn't seen the outdoor
1: space where they do the concert. And it's really intimate. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: like, I could have reached out and touched him. Yeah. I I was in the um, pit area. Nice. I mean, he, Flow Rider was just great. He was like popping champagne, like cracking <laughs> open cans of Celsius because he just I like won it. that big, won that big lawsuit and everything. So he's oh. doing good. He's oh. having a good time. He signed shoes and threw them into the audience. Like, oh, wow, That's he awesome. took off his shirt and threw it like he just gave <laughs> out so much stuff and it was, it was fun. Um, and then, obviously, Ludacris was amazing, but he just kind of, like, did his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he can't run around as much because he really has to focus on, like, rapping super fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's fair. Um, he did a mashup of the song Baby from Justin Bieber, so that was, like, kind of a fun moment.
1: Oh, I saw that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cute. But I, I absolutely love Ludacris. Like, I went there mostly for Ludacris, and mm-hmm. Flo Rida really impressed me. Yeah. Um, because when I was in high school, like, Ludacris was, like, it. And so uh-huh. I already knew all the songs okay. and everything. So, like, I didn't have to, like, prep myself before going to the concert because I already knew all the words. Yeah. I can't rap that fast. <laughs> sure. So sure, it sure. starts It starts getting a little jumbled the, towards some of the parts, but it's fine. That's funny. So following that, I attended the Posh Picnic, which was hosted by Cincinnati Magazine. It was kind of like a fusion of history, elegance, and outdoor fun at the historic Peter Luna Estate. Garnish Catering made almost all the food, and I love their food. Yeah, we so, love them. So I definitely ate well there. Mm-hmm. Subito was also there from the Lytle Park Hotel with Cacho a e Pepe, made in a Parmesan cheese wheel. Mm-hmm. And I I love that, too, because you know I love when they do, like, a show with food. Yeah. Then we hit up the Unwind Bar in Hyde Park because I was having a craving for cheese and wine. Like, I just wanted to chill have some cheese and drink some wine Mm -hmm. um and unwind has been around for a really long time and for some reason i always like forget that it's there because it's such like a low-key hangout have you ever been there i haven't but i love a low-key hangout so okay yeah stop in yeah we we had a really good time like i'm definitely going to go back there soon but i remember i went there when they opened and i was like i'm going to come here all the time and then i didn't and now I want to (laughs) yeah (laughs) that happens to me a lot there's just so many good places it's so hard right but they're like basically in Hyde Park Square I mean yeah barely off the beaten path I mean the real nostalgia hit when I made a visit to Kings Island I could not resist the classic blue ice cream (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) which I don't know if y'all know but it is a serious staple of Cincinnati culture It was born at Kings Island in 1982, and it used to be called Smurf Ice Cream. Like, if you aren't from Cincinnati and haven't heard of this, then you need to go check it out because it was such a huge part of my childhood. What about you, O? Did you grow up with the ice cream at Kings Island? You know what? I did. And it's funny because we have
1: passes this year and I've been three or four times and we have not gotten it. And I think that's partially because I've kind of been letting my son dictate what we're going to do and where we're going to go. And I keep trying to push it on him and he keeps choosing other things. What? Like, (laughs) Like what? What other option is there for real? Well like- um he really wanted <laughs> dip in dots for his birthday. And then we had of course the first time we went, we had a funnel cake. Like come on. Oh, okay. So it's not like he's been making bad choices, but <laughs> yeah. I think one time he wanted to go to the candy store, which actually I think that's a terrible choice. Like you can just buy candy anywhere, but it's fine. But yeah, um, next time I'm doing it on carry Wants.
0: You're you're such a good mom. <laughs> I try. And then I had a lunch date at Cooper's Hawk where I indulged in my favorite chicken piccata. I mm-hmm. love their chicken piccata. Yeah. And I had margaritas and empanadas at Livery in Montgomery. Oh, you finally got there. What did I, you think? I finally got there. I loved the inside of it. And it yes. has like a really good vibe. Like, Right? I was, it's it's a really good space. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I like then I went to Vivi Italian and enjoyed a cappuccino. And I had a salad and a pasta. Mm-hmm. And I went to Embers and had sushi and steak. Girl, you were busy. I've been busy. Yeah. yeah. Lots, of, uh, lots of those were work meetings. I mean, yeah, for sure. Even the Kings Island one was a little bit. <laughs> nice. I'm not done yet. I finally checked out Hop and Vines, a place I used to work at when it was TGI Fridays. And now it offers an enjoyable combo of duckpin bowling, pizza, and beer.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we've been wanting to go there.
0: We always go downtown to Pins
1: Mechanical when we want to do duck pin bowling.
0: Pins Mechanical probably has more lanes. I feel like they probably should have put more lanes in there because uh, it gets booked up pretty quick.
1: Yeah, I think that's why. I think it's always booked up in Pins. We can just go when they open on a Sunday, kids bowl free. And it's like they get busy, but not at noon when they open. Right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And then wrapping up the culinary journey for the week was a visit to Soto, and we tried their new menu items. So they have a pesto pasta and a Mm -hmm. rabbit meat pasta. So good. The rabbit was the winner of the two. Yeah. And then, of course, a trip to Soto isn't complete without their signature donuts. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you went upstairs, I went downstairs. I know. I love it. Boca's right upstairs, for those of you who don't know. Yes. And then I finished the week on a professional note by posting our Instagram reel for St. Elizabeth. They are offering free cooking classes. So check out the link in the show notes for more information on that.
1: Yes, that was such a special thing to be a part of. Um, that was a fun day when we went to that cooking class. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into openings. So Coffia, which is spelled C-O-F-F-I-A, a Colombian coffee shop by native Christian Gonzalez, is set to open an OTR next week. I'm so excited about this. In addition to serving authentic Colombian coffee, the cafe will offer a range of sweet and savory baked goods, coffee-infused cocktails, and beer. I know. Um, The jungle-inspired interior reflects Gonzales' heritage and aims to create a vibrant multicultural hub for coffee lovers. There's surprisingly little coffee options in this area of OTR considering, like... I feel like there should be more. So this is really welcome. Yeah, I'm so here for this. There's only one place in the city that you can get authentic Colombian food, and it's in Springdale. And we've talked about them on here. It's called Zona VIP. It's so good. But yeah, I'm the here for it. So hoping they're going to have some bunuelos and some pandabono, maybe something with some guava and
0: cheese. Can you tell I'm still hungry? Well, what is a bunelo <laughs> and a pandabono? <laughs> they're like... <laughs>
1: They're different types of, like, bread. Okay. Like, the bunuelo is, like, a fried, like, ball of bread. Sometimes you'll have, like, guava and cheese or something inside. And then the bono is, like, a – I don't think it's fried, but it's, like, a different kind of bread. It's delicious. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: I, I mean, I like bread, so. Right?
1: Uh, exactly. So I know you're not exactly running down to OTR, so maybe I'll grab some extras and drop them
0: off. I would love that. <laughs> Okay, so March 1st Brewing is opening on August 10th, -hmm. and it is located in the former rock-bottom space on Fountain Square. This brewery was born in Sycamore Township and is now making some real city roots for themselves. They transformed the venue and are all set to be a haven for craft beer enthusiasts, featuring a nearly 40-tap bar for craft beer and seltzers. But it's not just about the drinks. There will be options for food for lunch and dinner. From brick-fired pizzas to finger foods like wings, meatballs, and nachos. And to keep up with the times, the place is packed with more than 40 TVs. So, like, hello Bengal season. Right. Also part of the setup is a separate Cincinnati distilling bourbon bar named I which will offer a food menu and high-end cocktails. That's where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> While the bar's debut will be in a few weeks behind the brewery, it's expected to bring a New Orleans bourbon street with Creole and Cajun vibes. Nice. That sounds great. I can't wait
1: to check it out. I love the one up on Kemper. Like it's just such an easy spot. Um, So I'm sure it'll all be good. But nope.
0: Go ahead. My only hang up with the one in Sycamore Township is the parking. always get there early okay but yes the parking is stupid because their lot fills up really quickly and And you have to
1: go like way across the street like it's not even cute in high heels Uh, yeah uh, exactly (laughs) yeah no i i hear you for sure but another place that we've talked about previously and is now open teak's second location is officially open in loveland so i absolutely love this place this is a place that we talked about that you can choose your spice level from one to ten so that is just huge. Love that. But I'm stoked to have one out in the burbs. So we're actually going kayaking this weekend. Shoot. I need to buy my tickets.
0: So we might have to stop by after, like, assuming we don't look too crazy loveland is really making a name for themselves in the foodie industry i feel like oh yeah we're seeing so much in loveland and there's I so know. many good places that you can't find anywhere else and we're seeing a lot of places move and open places in loveland so. yeah
1: like Tahona opened their second installation there from looking glass roadie oh, i haven't been roadie in a while like but you know like roadie
0: you can't find anywhere else that's their only location i so. know it's so good <laughs> that's awesome so what else what else is opening so tropical smoothie cafe opened a new spot in mason on july 14th hmm. but we just now found out that they opened <laughs> oops they yeah, offer I feel like there's
1: another smoothie place that just opened up in mason too
0: there are a lot of smoothie and the bubble tea places opening up like everywhere yeah there's so many in mason but they Tropical Smoothie Cafe offers a variety of smoothies, like acai, berry. They also have food, too, like sandwiches and wraps. Oh, nice. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers is opening a new location in Fairfield, and it is expected to be open sometime this fall. Have you ever heard of Southern Grace Cincy Catering? You know, I haven't until recently, but I've been seeing it everywhere. Everybody's sharing it, asking us about it, talking about it. I know, right? Well, that's because now they've opened a restaurant called Southern Grace
1: Eats. It's in Cincinnati near Xavier University. Um, the owner has put together a really diverse menu with dishes from like baked chicken to barbecue brisket. And the desserts sound really good too. Like if I see peach cobbler on a menu, I have to order it. Same.
0: Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Their grand opening is August 5th.
0: A friend of mine went there and sent me a photo of their mac and cheese, and it looks so good. Mm. I have been on a mac and cheese kick, so I've got to get in there. And like beef brisket, sign me up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to check them out for
0: sure. Taco and Margarita fans rejoice. Yoli's Pool House and Over the Rhine is a new bar and restaurant now open near Zeigler Park. This vibrant venue offers a wide selection of customizable tacos, burritos, salads, and even breakfast options. Yoli's Mm. bright and colorful interior is complemented by two outdoor patios, providing plenty of space to enjoy food and great company. And it's right near Ziegler Pool.
1: I am so glad that you said that because I was going to swing by there Yesterday, and then I was like, "Oh, it's you had mentioned it," and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's a bar, so it'll only be open later in the day, and I could only go in the morning." I could have gone in the morning. I'm gonna have to check this out. Um, yeah, my kids love Ziegler Park. Like now, they're a little too old to like. Be playing around on a playground, but we used to go down there. All that we'd go down and get bagels, and then go over and they would play in the park. Um, I love that area. So yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. And Chef Barnes actually brings this up in our interview. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the oh, the um owner's a friend of his. So and then the Park Diner in Northside. Took over the space where the old park chili used to be. They turned it in this like cool retro modern spot. They have things on the menu from like burgers to mac and cheese. And they're not ignoring our vegan friends because, hi, it's Northside. <laughs> um, they've got dishes like vegan sloppy Joe's on the menu. The owner is a Northsider himself, which I love. And he just like loves his neighborhood. And he's very clear on like, everyone is welcome like it's more than just a restaurant it's like a gathering spot
0: for good food and good times i love this i can't wait to check this out i love that too because like sometimes when you go into a place you feel a little awkward sometimes and Mm -hmm. you're like do i belong here yeah so i like the vibe of just like everybody is able to be here i agree okay so ensign harbor is reopened oh we announced their closure back in January, and they closed to do some remodeling and menu changes. And now they are actually open, and we actually really want to check them out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they offer Chinese dim sum cuisine, and I need to get more into this type of food. I'm the type of girl who goes into a Chinese restaurant and orders fried rice.
1: Oh, that's so funny.
0: yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. There's better <laughs> options. <laughs> yeah yes much better options but like I'm reading the menu and I'm like I don't know what any of this is so like I need someone to either explain it to me or I'm ordering fried rice that's what I'm here for yeah I feel like we make such a good team because you can explain things to me that I don't know (laughs) yes (laughs) and I know what you absolutely will not eat so I won't order that yeah, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> I love it. So Strong's Brick Oven Pizzeria is killing it. They've just announced they're opening a sixth location. And guess what? It's their first on the west side in Cincinnati. woo so, I know. So they found a great spot. It's in the old, like, Kenning Circle K over on Bridgetown Road in Green Township.
0: It's- I was... I was wondering what they were going to put in there, because I remember when they closed. It was the steakhouse over there, right?
1: Yeah, it was a big deal.
0: Like All the locals
1: were freaking out. But it's an exciting move for them, and I can't wait to see how they transform the space. I will say, this is probably my second favorite pizza place in the city after Trophy Pizza. Unless we're kind of like Atavala, then it's my third. But they have very good, solid pizza and we had like a calzone I think we had some pasta like it's a great like family dinner and they do really good specials too I feel like on
0: Wednesdays I feel like Wednesdays are the day to go okay cool I've yeah I've never been there so I need to try it yes I went to the one in Reading
1: maybe like six months ago and it was solid we all liked it
0: So opening soon this week, there's going to be a new place opening on August 20th in Sharonville called Charcuterie Creations. They are going to feature panini-style sandwiches made with 16 Bricks bread in addition to their charcuterie options. Yum. Love that. Anything like 16 Bricks is so good. I know. I love their bread. Yeah, for sure. And
1: then next up, you guys, we've just, we've talked about this more than <laughs> once. It's hoity toity donuts, you guys. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, they have announced their grand opening finally. This place has been a long time coming. We've talked about it so many times, like, wondering when we're going to get it. Based on what we know will be delicious donuts. I mean, they're donuts. So their opening weekend is September 15th to 17th. And we will follow up with all of the details as it gets closer. It is posted on their Instagram with even like the hours and everything. Like they're committed now. But honestly, like this place is like, I can't imagine everything that goes into opening a restaurant, like just from the money to the plans and the permits and all that. Like I'm starting to really understand why some places that are under construction don't put up even any signage to let you know what's coming. Like, it used to drive me nuts. But after, like, hearing some of the crazy stories about some places, like, just trying to get something open, I really am starting
0: to understand. (laughs) I feel like I've been following them for a long time, and we've been walking by their sign for a long time. And so, like, the anticipation is building, and I'm, like, dying to get my hands on one of these donuts. Seriously. (laughs)
1: We still have, like, six weeks to go. Like, I'm counting it down.
0: (laughs) So the same owners as Nation are opening a spot in Clifton called Alive and Well, And it is located in the former La Poste space. Hmm. I never went to La Poste, but I love a place called Alive and Well. That's very intriguing. I think I'm going
1: to need to spend a day down in Clifton. There's a lot going on. I generally kind of avoid it. Like, I just feel like the parking's always a thing. But I'm in. like, Because we talked about last week a new bakery, or maybe it was a couple episodes ago, a new bakery that's opening up down there. And it's from the owners of Brown Bear in OTR, so So. yeah.
0: I'm like a Gaslight District girl. Mm-hmm. I love Ludlow Avenue. Yeah. Um. I know Biagio really well. He has the Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about another Mexican restaurant that just opened recently there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on. I love to see Clifton thriving.
1: Yeah. So I didn't live in Cincinnati during my like college years. So I never really went down there and like hung out. The first time I drove down to the Ludlow area was to go like meet my uncle at the skyline down there. And I just remember (laughs) like parking being a nightmare. And this was before GPS. So I was just like trying to find my way and it was very stressful. And I think that stuck in my mind. Um, I did sell a house on Ludlow down there, but it was like
0: a little further
1: out, but yeah. So I'm excited. I'm going to go explore.
0: Actually, it's funny. We sold a house on McAlpin, which Mm -hmm. is also like with walking distance from that district. And, uh, I, I just love it. The people there, there's such a close-knit community within yeah. the Gaslight District there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what I love about it is just that small town feel.
1: Yeah. One of my friends lives down there and she loves it. So yeah. I'm going to check it out. I'm actually going to a concert. I bought tickets for October 6th um, at Bogarts, which is oh wow I went to my first concert when I was like 15 years old. Same.
0: Yes. So,
1: <laughs> so I might have to like make it a whole thing.
0: Yeah, you should. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, so the Country Meat Co. Marketplace is gearing up to open this September in the neighborhood of Avondale, which is an area long identified as a food desert. This grocery store occupying a spot at the refurbished Avondale Town Center is set to offer fresh produce, meat, baked goods, and more. The initiative is an important step towards providing accessible fresh food to local residents.
1: This makes me so happy. Yeah, I love it. So
0: I heard literally over a year ago
1: at like a Butler County economic forum that Liberty Township was getting a new food hall and outdoor space that it's created by a former Procter & Gamble executive. And it's finally set to break ground, you guys, this month. So the project, which is named Liberty Collective, draws its inspiration from his time spent in Central America. The venue is supposed to be open by the spring of next year and it's going to be located right across from Lakota East High School Um, I've seen like some renderings of this place and some of the like ideas about what it's going to be like and it seems very cool do you love a food hall they're popping up everywhere
0: I do love food halls but for me it's all about the right mood and occasion Mm -hmm. they're great for kids because they have lots of space to run around with a relaxed atmosphere you know yes yes. and then When you're out with the group, they're perfect because then there's something to satisfy everyone's taste. Yes. So while I'm not at food halls all the time, when the stars align, you can catch me there. Yes, I love that. And you're right. It's great for a big group, too, because, like, there's tons of
1: space. So you don't have to worry about, like, where's going to be able to take a reservation for 12 people Right. Yeah. So I, then I agree.
0: You don't have to be worried about like Uncle Larry doesn't eat fish. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, that's a great idea. Okay. Also opening soon is The Flock. It is a new LGBTQ bar and lounge downtown, and it is set to open on August 4th. From what I gathered on their Instagram, this is literally adjacent to a similar bar with the same owners called Birdcage mm-hmm. that opened recently.
1: Nice. Oh, it's like a whole bird theme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that. Have you ever seen the movie, The Birdcage? I'm not a movie person now. Oh my God. Like you have to watch this movie. This like in the 90s. So it's Nathan Lane and Robin Williams and it is so phenomenal and I just rewatched it A couple of months ago with my kids and it totally holds up. It's so good. My college roommate and I used to have, um, do you remember using AOL instant messenger?
2: Did you ever use that? Right. Okay.
1: I was the AIM queen. I like forget how big our (laughs) age gap is. Um, (laughs) so yeah, so you could set like, instead of it dinging, you could set different sounds for like if you were getting a message and one of the ones that my roommate had was nathan lane going oh ah, i burnt the toast <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny and she would be on miss on messenger at like three in the morning so i can like still hear that in my sleep but yeah watch the movie it's good So yeah i have to watch it yeah okay and then sonder brewing is opening up another location in westchester um It'll be next to Holtman's and across from Top Golf and that whole thing off of Union Center, um, mm-hmm. in the former Scallies space. They announced construction in January, but construction's like moving right along, and we anticipate they'll be open coming up in the fall. Um, fun fact: so they distribute beer to over fifty counties in Ohio. Wow, I know. Out of what, like eighty-one? Um, is Westchester becoming the new brewery hangout?
0: Yeah, there's so many breweries in the Mason and Westchester area. So they Uh have Grainworks, Dogberry Brewing, Third Eye Brewing, Fretboard Brewing, they have a 16 lots location mm-hmm. and then Sonder Brewing has a Mason location. I don't know if they're going to keep that open when they open the one in Westchester or not, but I would think so. I think it's a good place for like breweries and beer gardens because there's so much space out there. There's, yeah, there's so many. And 50 West, did I say 50 West? 50 West is coming too. That's right. That's right. And over in that like de- new development that we went to the district at Deerfield.
1: The district at
0: Deerfield. That's right. We better <laughs> get it
1: right or Josh Rothstein will kill us.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. In closings this week, Latitudes and Anderson Town Center closed after 20 years in business. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They were known for being a supporter and venue for live music and local bands all around the city. They actually closed at the end of June, but I just found out about it. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of support, too. Their Facebook page has over 7,000 followers. Wow. is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the post is quoted as saying, everything ends. Time to cherish the small things because in a flash, they are all gone. That's really deep. Feel mm-hmm. bad. one of the owners cited high rent prices and the lingering effects of the pandemic as factors he is a trumpet player himself and a former band director for both walnut hills and turpin high schools hmm. um his connections to the local musicians made latitudes a great place for bands to gather in a place where their talents were appreciated by a business that was made by a musician for musicians. Oh, yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. I know. All right.
1: So Mont Petit this isn't really a closing. It's more like a relocation. But um, they are a European-style bakery known for their French pastries and cakes. They're going to be relocating from their downtown Court Street location to Cheviot at 3704 Cheviot Avenue. This is one of my favorite bakeries in the city. Unfortunately, their five-year lease is up, and the owners of the building have chosen not to renew their lease to allow for the expansion of their neighbors, according to Mon Petit Instagram post. Um, I'm assuming that's Lalo's Chino Latino. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I feel like that place is pretty big. Um, but the new location will be shared with Maribel Cakery. The bakery plans to continue serving its downtown customers through delivery. And the last day for the downtown location is Saturday, August 5th. They will be open from 9 to 3. I love this place. My only issue with this place is they don't open till 9 because the the pastries that they make require a lot of time to prep and I don't know if you know anything about uh bakeries but these people get up at like three in the morning as it is so I kind of get it but then like it's at this weird time where I always have something to do and I can't get there before I can only get there before nine or I can't get there till later and then they're always sold out because everything is so good
0: is this another one of those places where there's like a line out the door in the morning you, know, I don't know
1: because I've never made it at opening time. But okay. I would assume that, like between nine and ten, it's a, it's just a madhouse because it's they sell they, they sell out quickly. Like sometimes, like they they're open till three. But guys, if you're gonna go on Saturday, like go before noon. Like they may if they sell out, they're not gonna stay open. It's their last day at this location. Like I feel get, like get there early.
0: I feel like we're talking about the West Side a lot this week too. Like there's a lot of places that already have. There's a lot yeah. of places that are already established that are moving to the West Side.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's a very astute assessment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> DeFelice Cafe, a New Orleans inspired restaurant in Covington, has closed after 39 years. Wow. Yeah. I, I have never been there. I don't really know much about this
1: place, but that's a long time. I know. Yeah. Bummer. Okay. Hey there, foodies. You know what time it is. It is time for another awesome chef interview. And today I am here with the executive chef of Metropole at the 21C Museum Hotel in downtown Cincinnati, Zachary Barnes. Welcome.
2: Thank you. It's so nice to be here. I'm excited to chat with you guys today.
1: Thank you. So first, is it Zach or Zachary? What do you prefer?
2: Um, I prefer either. Actually, I answer to both. Most people, my friends call me Zach. Professionals call me Zachary. So whichever you prefer. Okay. Okay, well, or we could just go with Chef. All right, Chef. The chef, chef works.
1: <laughs> okay, so you are not from Cincinnati, correct?
2: No, I'm not. I actually moved here in July of 2021. I am actually a Mississippi-born-and-raised Southern boy. Okay. Um, I worked in Mississippi. I started working in food at 14 and mm-hmm. uh when I was 23, my partner and I decided to move to Seattle. Lived there for 7 years and then made my way here in 2021.
1: Amazing. So what brought you to Cincinnati specifically?
2: So, so we, we really loved being out in Seattle and the food scene there was insane, but um we just needed to get closer to our family and so we were looking at options and when we did, we we, I read this one article, and I cannot remember the magazine that it was in, but it talked about how Cincinnati was just this undiscovered food, you know, gem um, in the Midwest that people just didn't talk about. And, you know, it, my, I have a I have family that's about two hours away from here, too. So we decided to come for a visit, and they were absolutely right. Like, it's just, no one talks about it. It's such a crazy food scene, and no <laughs> one talks about it. I um, love it. We just yes. fell in love with it. That's so awesome. That's what got us here.
1: That's so good. Yeah, I absolutely love exploring it. I grew up here, but I spent 15 years in um, Brooklyn and Manhattan. And so I like used to really good food. And that's not what I had here growing up. So when I came back, I was really shocked.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, like, blown up just in the last few years. It's really – it's it's just taken off. And we have some amazing chefs in the city. Yeah. And there's some amazing restaurants downtown these days. And, I I mean, I live right downtown, so they're all at my doorstep, and it's oh, wonderful. Oh, that's so nice.
1: So tell me a little bit about Metropole. What's going on there right now?
2: So we just uh, launched our rooftop back in June. It is oh. up and running. It is a Peruvian-inspired – uh, Peruvian coastal inspired cocktails and food uh, we also have uh, you're able to book private events in there as well. Very um, cool. That menu very much reflects the Peruvian style um, that we came up with for uh, the rooftop menu so you can have parties up there. I actually had my wedding up there in April. It Yay, was a lot of congratulations. fun. Um, So yeah, I got married on the rooftop. I actually had Vanessa do our ceremony, so that was a lot of fun. Oh, I love that. Um, oh no, yeah, Vanessa's great. She's been nothing but wonderful to me. So uh, I was it was very I was very honored when she said yes when she said she would do the ceremony for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've had the rooftop open. Um, we just got breakfast back seven days a week. Um, we just changed over our breakfast menu a little bit too, making some tweaks um, and just revamped our brunch menu. So we're just rolling.
1: I love it. That's exciting. Anything that you're super excited about coming up for the fall menu?
2: Yeah. So I originally, over the summer, we had to take away our fresh-made pastas. Um, we just took a dip and um, trying to get our cooks trained up to take Mm. that back on. So Mm -hmm. we're hoping to get that launched back in this month. So I'm really excited about that. Um, We also got some new line equipment that's really gonna help execute that a little bit better. Um, So we're very, very excited to have that back. And then um, we have our drag brunch starting back on August 27th. So yeah, we got a lot of fun things happening. Oh my
1: gosh, I love that, August 27th. Okay, we're definitely going to feature that for sure. That's so exciting. You
2: can purchase tickets on our website. And oh, they're great price. The queens are lovely. I've worked with them many many times now, so I'm um, so excited
1: nice very exciting and I love a good kitchen gadget so I bet that's like you really nerd out on getting new equipment for the kitchen
2: oh you have no idea (laughs) I have been reading through these instruction manuals just for fun because it's like oh my gosh it's so shiny so new how do I make this thing work what can I do with it and so yeah it's a lot of fun
1: nice I love that so my husband is Ecuadorian so the cuisine is very similar to Peruvian so I can't Wait, I think that um, G and I have an invite and are coming to the rooftop soon. So I'm really excited to try oh, that out.
2: Please be sure to reach out to me. And let me know when you're coming. I would love to meet you and uh, be able to talk to you guys too about the menu a little bit. While you're yeah.
1: There. Oh, for sure. That'd be awesome. So, okay. So you mentioned you live downtown um, mm-hmm. outside of obviously your own restaurant. What are some of your just like absolute favorites? Knowing that you're not going to be able to mention everybody, we're not, no. we're not. <laughs>
2: That's fair because you can't. You can't. There's so many great ones. Seriously. Um, I would say my top number one spot right now. I love, I love Mita's. Mita's is so, so good. I think um, just the top is there in general. I had a friend or my brother-in-law actually came uh came in a couple months ago and we took him there to eat and he was thoroughly impressed and i just love it because you can go you don't have to have a huge meal you can if you Mm -hmm. want to um but it's just it's such a laid-back atmosphere you can have so much fun there i also really love uh noya too i actually live right beside noya i'm a southern boy so you you get me with the southern yes i'm not you know i'm not sure if they've added it back to their menu but they did have fried chicken on their menu for brunch mm-hmm. um, a few months back. And let me tell you, from someone from Mississippi, fried chicken <laughs> is very close to my heart. Yeah. It is the only restaurant I've ever eaten fried chicken at that executed it flawlessly.
1: Nice, okay.
2: It was amazing. It was very, very good. So very good. Probably my, my top two right now. Of course, I love Boca, I love Soto. I think they're amazing as yes. well. Yes. Um, But, yeah, those are probably my tops, too. I also, I will have to say, I just had some friends open up uh, Yoli's Pool House, and I got to eat there recently. Okay. they got some good stuff there. I will have to say their quesadillas are killer.
1: Now, is Uh, this the place over by Ziegler?
2: Yes, it's right across from Ziegler. Okay,
1: yep, that's on my list for this week. I have to check their hours to see when I can get over there. Love that. That's so exciting. Yeah, I was just at Boca. Last Thursday, we won tickets to the opera. So we were like, hi. Nice! That's awesome. It was so good. Yeah. It's just I, one of my favorites. Is- and for the same reason of Mita's, like, everything doesn't always have to be a plate the size of your head.
2: You also don't want to be sitting in a show bloated <laughs> no, um, and just exactly. feeling full. You know, you, you, you want to feel good while you're there. So. That's right. I, I really love those, those types of concepts. I think those really speak to me. I think they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and you can just, you know, you can just go in and have one or two things or you can go in and go balls to the wall and just have a full fledged meal and yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah, you for so so.
1: sure. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on?
2: Uh, you know, I. that's pretty much all I got. You know, I, right. I would love for you guys to come into Metropole and try yes. some of our food. We've got new dinner sets going off. That's got um, a lot of my influences on there. I would say pretty much the entire menu now is completely flopped over to me. Nice. Uh, there's a few, few shout outs to Vanessa on there because I love her so much. I had to leave some of her stuff as just staples. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but outside of that, yeah, I would love to have any and everyone come in and try our food. Like, we got the team going. They're excited to get busier now that fall's here. So
1: Yeah, for sure. Come on. I love it. I'm so excited. Yes, we will definitely be in soon. And it was so good to talk with you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I would be happy to come on anytime.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chef. All
2: right. Thank you. Have a good one. Awesome. You
0: too. That interview was so fun, Oh thanks i can't (laughs) wait to get up on that rooftop right so okay what's going on in foodie news this week So Philo
1: Modern Greek that I talk about all the time, a family-owned Greek bakery and cafe in Over the Rhine is launching a dinner service starting on August 3rd. This is so exciting. So they, I think they lived in Queens before they moved here. They came from Greece and then lived in New York. So like we know some of the same places. But they originally opened for lunch and brunch in 2021, and they've been expanding their service ever since. And the next step is that they're introducing a prefix dinner menu centered around traditional greek small plates they're gonna have like moussaka tzatziki beet salad grilled octopus as well as some modern takes on classics like fried feta with hot honey syrup um which i've been seeing on their instagram and looks insane dinner service will be reservation only during the two-week soft opening running from five to nine p.m this is gonna be thursdays through saturdays only philo plans to continue offering brunch on weekends but lunch service is going to be temporarily halted it's supposed to resume at a later time but i hope that's soon because lunch at philo greek is like a favorite for my family so i'm excited for them
0: i just made a reservation on open table so i'm super excited yay
1: report back
0: yeah and i like that you can just make a reservation on open table it makes it super (sighs) easy that's just when I was at Boca
1: the other day, like
0: I, they were getting ready to the us, and people were calling and make, making reservations. And
1: I was like, that's literally my worst nightmare. Like open table is the best thing ever. I don't want to like, I love being in front of people and conversing with them and interacting with them in the restaurant, but calling on the phone no.
0: I will literally be in the parking lot of the restaurant I'm going to making a reservation. I did that (laughs) at the Cooper's Hawk at Liberty Center. Yeah. Well, because at Cooper's Hawk, especially because they take forever to seat you if you don't have a reservation. I I don't know why, but yeah. I know. It's so funny. Well, enjoy. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. I can't wait. I'll report about that next week. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was reading an article from The Rob Report, and they recently highlighted the creative efforts of Chef Eric Clark, who is the pastry chef at Cincinnati's Jeff Ruby Steakhouse downtown, Mm -hmm. in crafting dessert masterpieces that look like high-end luxury items, such as Air Jordans and Louis Vuitton handbags. Yeah. These remarkable ruby reserve, as they're called, cakes take about nine hours to create And are as flavorful as they are visually appealing. Wow. And I can vouch for this because I ate one. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's Um, awesome. The unique desserts have already won over celebrities like Robert De Niro and Mark Wahlberg. Of course. Clark has plans to expand the availability of these innovative cakes to all Jeff Ruby Steakhouse locations. And he's planning to add a new Rolex replica cake which is also in the works. And If you haven't already listened to it, you have to go back to episode nine and listen to our interview with Chef Eric Clark, and he dives into everything he's done to create these desserts.
1: Yeah. That was a
0: really good interview, actually. I thought Um, so, too.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So, after seven years of successful operations, Gorilla Cinema has announced the sale of its popular bar called Tiki Tiki Bang Bang. Um, (laughs) I have never been there. Have you been there? no no I love everything they do I wonder why I haven't been there interesting but so they're selling it to the current bar manager Michael Stelzner
0: I love that um yeah. they had a key holding ceremony just this past week oh I envision this place doing well and continuing to grow I love when there are deals like this from the inside like kind of keeping it in the family you know yes I agree and it seems like this is a win-win for everybody involved so that's pretty exciting So a little bit of tea I read is that Guerrilla Cinemas has three new projects planned for 2024. One involves managing the operations and events at Oakley Greens at Oakley Station that will include a bar, food hall, and mini golf course. He didn't elaborate on the other ones in the article we found, but we will see what news we can find for you later on in the coming months.
1: Yeah, and if you guys don't remember, this is the place that we've talked about them a lot. They did that AI dining experience they own um tokyo kitty they own that little they own that comic shop downstairs cosmic comics and Mm -hmm. the behind the little bar behind that did like star wars and harry potter and all that stuff so they are really innovative and do a lot of really
0: cool fun stuff yeah i i i love everything they do so i'm gonna see what kind of tea i can find for you guys love it (laughs) okay You know I'm the queen of travel, so I'm always up on what's going on at CVG. Well, oh, you are going to love this. They are getting the world's first hot sauce vending machine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Isn't that cool? I
1: love that.
0: It's by Dude Seriously and will feature their hot sauce and some other top ones from around the country.
1: Okay, that's awesome. I love that. I hope they do some local ones.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you're familiar with Brian Ames. He's like a big skateboarder mm-hmm. in, okay. in town. He, he is in business with um, Rydon and Andy from YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with him.
1: Mm-mm.
0: He has his own hot sauce. Mm. So I wonder if they're going to put his hot sauce in. I'll have okay. to find out.
1: I feel like a skateboarder guy should have his hot sauce in a machine called Dude Seriously. You
0: can buy his hot sauce at Jungle Gems. Okay. Oh my God. I get lost in the hot sauce section at Jungle Gems. It's trouble. Trouble.
1: I actually need to get Mark to go through it with me and tell him just tell just tell me what to buy. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> So I can't remember if we talked about this a while back, but I was so bummed when lost and found OTR stopped their Wednesday spaghetti nights because I hadn't been yet. Well, now we know why. So they started this Wednesday with the Wednesday night supper club, Ooh! right? So the first week's menu featured uh Cambodian food and wow. it looked amazing. I know. So keep an eye on their Instagram for next week's menu because the dishes are limited. They're first come first serve and they will feature wine pairings. Um, they will have their regular menu as well so if like they sell out of the featured dish they'll still be able to feed you Um, and then another follow-up to a previous episode when we talked about Guy Fieri being back in town Mm -hmm. so Lucius Q was featured on Diners Drive-Ins and Dives last Friday and you're gonna love this so they closed the restaurant on a Friday night (laughs) so that the whole staff could watch honestly like that's what i'm talking about i love that isn't that great yeah so this friday august 4th triple d will feature the governor in milford which we told you guys that he was there filming um but that episode is this friday so make sure you set that dvr the episode is called Stuffed, Sandwiched, and Souped, and look out for reruns of Top Notch Toppings, which will re-air Saturday, August 5th at 7 p.m. and Friday, August 11th at 1 p.m. You guys, you can find all this information like on Food Network's website. You can go find the episode, find when they're going to air it. I love it. Anyway, we're- season 37 or something. It's insane. But so that's can- going to
0: be... Go ahead. You can find the recipes there too, right? Yes. So they feature
1: one recipe from each restaurant for each episode. So you can find that oh my through gosh. the episode. And then you can just go on the Food Network app or foodnetwork.com. They have the episode that's coming out this week. Lucius cues Q's, like, barbecue Cincinnati chili or something. Like, it looks insane. So you
0: can try to make it at home. I feel like we should try to make one of the recipes and then tell you guys how it turned out. Oh, that would be hilarious! We should absolutely (laughs) do that.
1: (laughs) I know. I wonder which one the ones they're gonna feature from the governor. That'll be delicious. Okay, and G,
0: as promised, you have an update for us on the Phoenix, right? Okay, so I did some talking around, Mm -hmm. and rumor has it that the Phoenix and the entire building that it is in is set to be turned into condos. Oh.
1: Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, we definitely need more housing. I know. but like a very cool building. They better do a
0: really, really good job. Let me tell you, because I enjoyed going to the Phoenix back when it was a restaurant. Like they used to, it used to be a restaurant. Yes.
1: And And it was like a private club. Like it's got really
0: cool history. It's such a bummer. Right. So, I mean, maybe they'll put in a restaurant or something there, but like i Mm, did that would be really cool i would live in condos where there's a
1: restaurant in like like (laughs) a uh, like art deco building like that that'd be amazing right i mean can you imagine just the entrance like yes this is where i live okay i kind of like it
0: or like i can go to the (laughs) restaurant and pretend to live there right
1: (laughs) (laughs) my kids are graduating soon i want to move downtown like i'm just (laughs) thinking ahead by the time they're graduated these condos will be done (laughs) yep yep
0: you're right I mean how
1: how great would it be to have like your resident lounge in that room where the bar is
0: right like
1: I'm okay apparently they need to hire me for some concept design whatever (laughs) am I an architect I'm not but I'm here for you
0: and I also have a random fun fact as I was scrolling on snappy tomatoes website the other day wait why are you scrolling on snappy tomato pizza's website Because I was ordering pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I mean, why else would I be scrolling around? I don't know. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to quote this from their website because I thought it was like a really cute story. Sure. Believe it or not, Snappy Tomato Pizza was started on a bet. The bet was placed at a local horse racing track by a man who dreamed of having his own pizzeria but didn't quite have enough money. The horse he couldn't resist betting on was named Snappy Tomato. After Snappy Tomato won the race, the man used his winnings to open the pizzeria, which he named in honor of the horse that made it all possible from that single snappy tomato pizza location there are now more than 40 snappy tomato locations across 5 states so that's pretty impressive growth and it's because snappy tomato pizza right from the opening of that first location has always offered a point of difference okay i love that because i always wondered what
1: in the heck is with that name
0: same <laughs> and i like i mean it they have a location right in marymont so okay. like I kind of grew up with it, and Uh I love their pizza, and I always just thought it was the most random name, and so, like, now I know why. No, I've definitely never had it. I guess I'll have to try it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. Okay, I love that. So, all right, one last thing before we go. Actually, it lies. There are a couple more things, but it's fine. Taco (laughs) John's, you guys... Has officially lost their trademark to Taco Tuesday. What? I know. What? I know. It can be used freely now without fear of being sued. Love a win for freedom and for the little guy. So what? uh, (laughs) I was so excited
0: by this. Thanks, LeBron.
1: Thanks, LeBron.
0: I I have to read more into the lawsuit on this because it was a whole lawsuit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they've been suing people for, like, decades. Like right. They,
1: they own the trademark everywhere except New Jersey. And then, like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Like, how I much, can't, can't to imagine. Think,
0: to think how much money they wasted on that, and then now everyone can just say it whenever they want.
1: Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. But Taco Tuesday, we're here for it. But um, so what can we expect on the next episode, G? Where are we headed?
0: Okay, so we're doing a thing at Dewey's, which I think is going to involve learning how to toss some dough. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've worked in a lot of restaurants, but I've never worked in a pizza place. So I've never got to like toss dough. Yeah. Yeah. and then I am going to the soft opening of Philo's dinner service downtown. And I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. I want to I still want to check out Delwood and Parkside. I had a scheduling conflict and had to reschedule my things, so I still want to get there. Yep. And then we're going to check out the new Swensons in Oakley. Oh, that's right. You're coming with. Yes. Yeah. And I might check out the new March 1st space downtown. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'm going to make it there. Yeah. Um And then also, it's time to start thinking about what we're going to do for the Western and Southern WEBM fireworks. Hmm. So I hope to have some ideas for you guys next week. Yeah, that'll be awesome. And then just an FYI, guys, last housekeeping thing. We love you guys.
1: But August is absolutely bananas bananas and travel (laughs) and getting the kids back in school so instead of the next episode going live in two weeks as scheduled and us completely losing our minds um we're going to give ourselves some grace and we will be releasing the next episode in three weeks so that will be friday august 25th so see you then bye guys guys. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cincinnati Foodies. Don't forget to
0: subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and follow us on Instagram. If you have any news, restaurants to check out, or you would like to be featured, you can email us at CincinnatiFoodies513 at gmail.com or slide into those DMs at Cincinnati Foodies on Instagram.